It's a privilege to, God has blessed us so much at the House of Prayer with, uh, with relationships with many of the most awesome people in the world that serve the Lord in places the world may not ever know of, but God knows of and God knows of them. A couple of those people are Rachel and Richard Sharp, and we've been able to uh, be loved by them and love on them. For several years, Rachel and Richard served with Operation Mobilization, and uh, they're going to be having lunch a little bit later with the Matthews today, and then, uh, Lord willing, the first of year, we're going to send Haley to uh, Operation Mobilization for a two-year commitment with them. But let's give a house of prayer welcome to the, the uh, anniversary couple, Richard and Rachel Sharp. Hallelujah. Where, where's Haley? Whoa, hi. <laughs> Going to the ship, the love boat. Did they say that in the... You're going to the fourth ship of Operation Mobilization, which is right now in the Seychelles. And it's a 13,000 ton vessel, nine decks. Um, we met on the first one, which was just 2,000 tons. Little bitty ship, 140 on board the ship. And that was, what, 34 years ago. So, Haley, good things can happen. There are... Is your mom and dad here? Yes, they are. Be careful. Where are they? You're not sitting with them? You're just... And uh, now I'm an Englishman, and I met this American from Colorado. And uh, we fell in love in Spain, got engaged in Denmark, and uh, married in Colorado. So be careful. There are 60 nationalities on board the ship. Did they tell you this? Six, six, zero. 60 nationalities on board the ship. So it's an amazing two years. You'll probably visit and minister in at least 20 countries. And, and often what happens as we go to a port or a, or a country, God will put a country on someone's heart. Uh, and maybe even a ministry, you know, that connecting with a and, uh, and we've had many, after their two years, have gone back <laughs> And uh, to, um, so you think it's two years, it's just a setup. Uh, but by the way, can I say this? You parents and grandparents, especially in our world today, that's a little scary. Um, you have, this wasn't part of the program, this is just. Uh, you parents and grandparents, you have the ministry of the laying on of hands, either to send out or to hold back. And um, to send out or to hold back. And, uh, but you're going to have an amazing, amazing time. And have your family come visit you and, uh, on the ship. Uh, it'll be an amazing thing. So, um, yeah, and who knows if you'll meet some... Well, I won't get into that. Uh, crazy Englishman. No. Crazy, no, not a, not a crazy Englishman. She married me for my money. And uh, so... Uh, but... Um, <laughs> she's still looking for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but uh, on the ship... There's an amazing deck uh, given for the public to come on board. And there's a book exhibition of educational books, family books, Christian books, 
7,000 books. And you may not think books are a big deal, but I tell you, it's, we were in Hong Kong this last year with a ship. 100,000 people came to the ship, Hong Kong. And we had the most amazing birth. Um, and, uh, and then it was in Taiwan, 167,000 people. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's just uh, phenomenal. And there's a whole uh, ministry area there and coffee bar. And I was training teams. We saw people coming to the Lord right on the coffee bar. Extraordinary. One mum, one time, sitting there on a, she'd been through the book X, or the whole thing, sitting there with her one son, 22, one son, 18. And they were sitting there. All three came to the Lord. I mean, it was just, uh, just, <laughs> um, so amazing, amazing opportunities. And uh, so I want to take a moment. We always try to bring uh, one book we introduced in the first service, all gone. So um, early birds catch the worms. And, um, but this is a little book, just as Christmas comes, that Rachel and I have, have uh, enjoyed starting to read. And it's, it's actually it's called Silent Night. It's 40 carols, sacred carols. Christmas carols, but it's the background, the story behind each of uh, the carols, and it just, we take one a day, uh, we keep this in our vehicle, and each, each day we just read um, one of the stories, because these carols came out of, uh, of many different situations, so that's a great little book, it's also a great book to give as a, as a gift uh, to someone. We also brought this little book, you know, in this season uh, with um, Islam and the whole terrorist thing. Um, to, to get a better understanding. And this is a little booklet. You can read this in half an hour. Uh, you know, just mute the ads during the football game this afternoon. And uh, one in three minutes is ads. So you'll be able to read this uh, during the game. Muslim and Christian beliefs. And very interesting with this little booklet. It starts with eight things that we have in common. And when I mean a Muslim, I say, well, nice to meet you. You, you and I, we have so much in common. And in that way, you build a bridge. If you start with the differences, which are true, you'll build a wall. Now, what do you want to build, a bridge or a wall? Don't want to dumb down on truth. But so often we start with, uh, and it start, I like this book, it starts eight things we have in common. And, um, and an amazing thing about the Quran, there's... Muhammad's name comes four times in the Quran. Do you know how many times Jesus' name comes? Anybody know? In the Quran. Do you know how many times Jesus, Muhammad's name comes four times? Jesus' name comes 26 times. Isn't that interesting? His virgin birth, his miracles. His coming again. You'll find this great little booklet. We've got some there. Um, and, uh, but when you're Muslim, Muslim to say, what, if you read to say, wow, we have, it's so nice to meet you. You have so many things in common. So don't find common ground first. There's different ground, but find common ground first. And, uh, and build a bridge. Um, we're good at building walls. And uh, so, um, who wants this little booklet? 
This young lady, come. Yep, come. This is Leroy's bride. Uh huh. I thought it was his daughter. I thought. <laughs> You're doing something right. And, uh... Oh, this is um, this is a little Christmas box um, I put together. And uh, this, th- can I just mention that this might be of interest to you? We've got a few of these. Um, this is a little box where I, for the four weeks of Advent, and you know, I don't know if you have like the candles or what, but uh, those four words we talk about: hope, uh, peace, joy, love. Um, and actually, on these little cards, there's one little candle, then two, then three, then four. But this is um, this little box has four little activities for each of the four weeks of Advent, and you could do this as a couple, you could do this with the grandkids, uh, with with as a family. Um, and it's just a simple activity uh, each week. Um, and the first one, these are very simple. I'm a simple guy. Uh, the message this morning will be simple. Isn't that right? Um, is, uh, is, is, is bringing hope. And this is um, to think of somebody the first week of Advent that really needs your prayers. It may be somebody you just pray for or ask them. And there's a little card you can write down their request. And I've got a little mailbox here because each day you go to pick up the mail and there's more of it at Christmas time. And, and we'll do that. Just pray at the mailbox each day for that, that one need. And that's just bringing hope, praying for someone's need that week. The second week is focused on experiencing peace. And uh, this week, you'll say no to something and yes to something. You'll say no to one form of digital entertainment. And, and I say to a family, each choose something you're going to say no to. Maybe someone who says it's Facebook, uh, one says Xbox, and the other says the TV. or what, You know what? Some, whatever's digital entertainment for you, just say no. Even some families say, well, let's choose one together. Um, and one family, they chose no TV that week. And the dad said, I said, Richard... Um, so he's saying no to that and yes to God's word and what I did there's a little seven little cards in here one for a devotion uh, a story a Christmas story each day of the week so, so you can do that as a little devotion around the supper table um, or over coffee or something so that second week is experiencing peace the third week is giving joy and, um, and this is as a little envelope you can pop a dollar a day in there and a dollar will provide four school lunches uh, in one of our schools in India for the poorest of the poor. So those $7 for the week will provide 28 school lunches, a month of lunches. And uh, that's a little thing you can do with the, with the third week. Then the fourth week is, um, is showing love. And Rachel and I uh, will do it. We've done this a number of years on our street. I always have a dream of a whole church doing this. Imagine how many people we could connect with. Anyway, this uh, on our street... Um, during Christmas week, we'll visit homes, just knock on the door saying, hello, we're the shops. Uh, some will know us, some, you know, not know us, people moving in and out. And uh, we just wanted to wish you, it's Christmas week, wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. And here's a little gift, and we'll ha- give a little uh, Ziploc bag of homemade um, cookies. And I'll say, don't worry, I didn't make them, my honey made them. And, um, and then say, uh, so this is for you. Then we'll say, we'd love to ask you something this Christmas. And just say, if you could wish one thing from God for you this Christmas, what would that be?
you could wish one thing from God for you this Christmas, what would that be? And it's a heart question. People answer from here. It may be a finance issue, a relationship issue, um, a health issue. And uh, in fact, tell, tell what happened last, uh, last Christmas. The last home we went to, right at the end of the street on Christmas Eve. Um, and we went there. We, we had gone two years before, but not each year. So when we went there, Richard started to say, oh, we're the Sharps. And she said, oh, no, no, come in. I know who you are. She said, you prayed for us two years ago. Do you remember what you prayed? And I was kind of thinking, hmm, not really. But, and she, she jumped right in. She said, you prayed for my sister, and she had uterine cancer. And we prayed, and I never told her that we prayed for her. But then in February, she got the report that it, she was all clear. And she said she's still cancer-free to this day. Yeah, that was almost a year later. So um, we And just that praised, woman was, she was just there. crying. She was crying. Her just, teenage just son crying. was there. And he a was son there. Yeah. just so happy. And so you never know what God's going to do through a simple sentence prayer with somebody. Yeah. And I was, up. actually, when we asked that question, if you could wish one thing from God for you today, or for this Christmas, um, and if they share something, we'll say, would it be okay if I said a short sentence prayer? that God would help meet your wish, would that be okay? And I say a short sentence so it doesn't sound kind of long and weird or something. Would it be okay if I said a short sentence prayer? And if we're in somebody's home or at the door or Starbucks or wherever it is, we don't kind of bow our heads and close our eyes. We'll just, you know, just look at them. We won't kind of, you know, stare at them. But, um, but just look and, and just pray that short sentence prayer in Jesus' name. And can God answer a short sentence prayer? Or does it have to be long and fancy? And some of us pray too long prayers. We think God will hear by our many words. And uh, seen people healed. People get jobs. One lady I did ask, do you want it with benefits? She said yes. A month later, word got back, hey, I got that job, and I got it with benefits. (laughs) And often when I share with somebody, I'll say, you know what matters to you, when I ask them, if you could wish one thing from God for you, like this Christmas, um, I'll often just say, you know what matters to you, matters to God. And friends, God is not religious, God cares about all of somebody's life. God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And often meeting people right where they are, and then we'll give them a one-wish leaflet. We've got them. Uh, when we show, we'll, say, we'll give them a one-wish leaflet and say, this is God's one wish for you. Sometimes you get an opportunity to share with the four pictures on the wristband, but sometimes, often just give them a little leaflet and just connect with folks. So anyway, so check out this little box. It's the four weeks of, uh, of Christmas. And, um, Before I sit down, should I just say thank you? Oh, yeah, you want to say thank you. It's, it's Thanksgiving, honey. It's, it's Thanksgiving, and so while I'm up here, I just want to thank you all because um, House of Prayer is just such an encouragement to us and a support to us. And also, if you see a beautiful mountain air blue CRV in the parking lot, you guys had a huge part in us getting a really reliable, wonderful vehicle for our ministry, and we're really grateful. Amen. 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 Thank you. Bless you. It's Thanksgiving. Enter with the password, thank you. This is, this, um, 
I'm going to speak from Psalm 100. Guy, come up a second. Is this okay, Pastor? This is Guy. He's a visitor here. And, uh, but he showed me a text. Do you have your, can you show that text? Is it still there? Can I show it? Do I have it? What pocket is it in? After I spoke in, after I spoke in the first service, do you have it here? I, I think I do. Okay, okay. Well, we'll be quick. Anyway, he got a text from somebody. A um, friend of mine. A friend of mine. Virginia Beach. And, and at the bottom, it said Psalm 100. Before I got here. Before he got here, which is, I'm going to speak on Psalm 100. And uh, enter with the password, thank you, is a phrase in a modern translation of Psalm 100 uh, by the message. Eugene Peterson was one of my professors. And, uh, but it's this lovely phrase, enter with the password, thank you. And I had a little sign put up, somebody made it uh, up in front of these doors. And, uh, and today, and every day of our lives, we could enter with the password, thank you. Turn to somebody and say, enter with the password, thank you. I'll never forget a psychiatrist coming to me once, and um, this was in South Africa, a professional Christian psychiatrist, and she said, all my life I've been a psychiatrist, had people of all walks of life come to my office, and she said, Richard, I've found 90% of the people that come to my office have one, basically one or two real issues. They either have one of them or both of them. 90% of the people that come to my office, all walks of life, have one of two or both of these issues. What do you think those two issues are? Guilt. Guilt. Somebody say unthankful. Okay. Forgiveness. Shame. Fear. And all of those, all of those are valid. The two things she said. Professional Christian psychiatrist, many many years. She said, the two things, ninety percent of the people that come for counselling in my office. They feel insignificant or insecure. Insignificant or insecure. And they feel either one of those or both of those. And often those are twins. You have one, you have the other kind of thing. That interesting. And actually Psalm 100 deals with those two issues. And uh, let's read the psalm together, shall we? Let's read it out loud. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And that psalm addresses those two deep-seated issues. For the person who feels insignificant, the person who feels insecure. And maybe that's how you're feeling today. And this is good news for you. Or maybe there's somebody you know. Anybody you suddenly think, hmm, that's them. Huh? Anyone can think of somebody? Feels insignificant, insecure. Doesn't matter what they're dressed in or what they're driving. And this psalm addresses both those issues. It starts with, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. And the Lord wants us to come gladly before him. But it's interesting, people that feel insecure and insignificant (laughs) are usually filled with sadness, not gladness. But you and I, he says, come gladly, come shouting, come serving, come singing. But I love the scriptures because the psalmist doesn't just exhort us to do something, but he tells us why. Because our worship and our serving is thoughtful. It's, 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 uh, there's a purpose to it. There's a reason for it. And the psalmist doesn't just kind of hype us up and we kind of get all stirred up and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we think, so why am I glad? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, we're told to be, so let's be it. Uh, the psalmist doesn't do that. He, he says, why can you and I enter with the password today and enter every day of our lives? Whatever's going on, why can you and I come gladly? He says this, why? Because know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And here it is. Why why you and I can come gladly today? Because the Lord is God and we are special to him. The Lord is God and we are special. Special to him. Now, I go to an African American church in Atlanta, um, and if I'm doing this, I'd immediately say, I'm going to do this with you. So just be black right now. And uh, uh, turn to each other and just say to each other, The Lord is God, and you are special to him. Turn to somebody else. The Lord is God, and you are special to him. And why are you special? Because he made us and we are his. You know, when God created the world, he spoke everything into being. 
He said, let there be the stars, and there were the stars. Let there be the moon, the earth, seed-bearing plants, animals. God just spoke it all into being. And then he said, let there be man, and there was man. He said, let there be woman, and there was woman. Is that what he did? Why not? Instead of a day off, he'd got the weekend off. (laughs) Hmm? Could he not do that? Let there be Adam, speak the word. Let there be Eve, speak the word. We're done. Okay, time off. Let's be efficient here. Be American. (laughs) Get the job done. But having spoken everything, stoops down. Does it get more personal than that? To shape with your fingers and your breath and form the man. And then he stooped down, got some more, and formed the woman. We're pretty sharp. sharp. It's my last name. Why didn't he do that with the woman? Because same specialness, but different. And Adam, this is going to be painful. So it's probably best if you're asleep. So let me put you in a real deep sleep. Took a rib. Same specialness, but different. Vive la difference. And why can you and I come gladly today? Because the Lord is God. And we are special to him. Made, shaped in the, in the mother's womb. Special creations, each one. And everyone you meet. Everyone at your place of work. Your gym, wherever it is, your Starbucks, wherever you go, everyone you meet is special to God. And he wants to add to that specialness, so the psalmist says, how else can I describe it? And he says, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And I've been to New Zealand. Four times as many sheep as people. Whole hillsides of sheep, millions. Millions. And they have a stamp on them. But in David's time, and Jesus' time, a shepherd would have a hundred sheep or so. 
and he'd use them for wool, not meat, so they weren't sl- have them a short time and then slaughtered. They were kept a long time. And he knew them by name. Black nose, long ear, or some characteristic, just call them by name. And it was a picture, a beautiful picture of intimacy. And if he lost one, he'd leave the 99 and go after the one. And he knows you by name. In our world today, they want your number. What's your social security number? What's your credit card number? At college, what's your GPA number? God, it's numbers, names. Knows us by name. And you're special to God. You know, when I was born, they didn't know I was in my mummy's tummy. London, England. And Jane came forth. And then they, little me. And uh, these are the days before scanning and our heartbeats were in sync and we were real small, little preemies. And uh, I came forth. And uh, Dad heard about it. And uh, it's a total surprise to him. And he, Mum said he went down and bounced as he fainted. <laughs> he had a big one of these because he liked his beer. Really helps, one of these. <laughs> if you're working on one. <laughs> and, um, but not a surprise to God. Special. And you and I today can come gladly because the Lord is God and we are special Amen. to him. And the Lord today doesn't want us to come kind of grudgingly, dragging our feet into the day. He doesn't want us dragging our feet into any day in life. But to enter each day with the password, imagine that. Thank you. Thank you. That you are God. And I'm special to you. And everyone I'm going to meet today is special to you. Wow. And that deals with this issue of insignificance. Then the psalmist goes on. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Because the Lord doesn't just want us to enter life and enter today gladly. He also wants us to enter gratefully. Not grumbling and moaning about this, that and the other. About aches and pains or bills to be paid or kids, you know, whatever it is. But he wants us in life to come gratefully, gratefully. And he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. 
as a father or a mum wants their kids running up to them, not moaning and groaning, but, but uh, grateful, thankful. But when he exhorts us to do that, the psalmist gives us the why. Why? Why can you and I come, come gratefully this morning? For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Every generation, God has stayed the same. So here it is. Why can you and I come gratefully today? Because the Lord is good. And you are secure in him. You are secure in him. And it deals with the issue of insecurity. Hmm. It's kind of my testimony psalm. I love this psalm. When mom, my dad heard mum had twins and he'd fainted and mum said two nurses pulled him up. And when he heard mum still had twins, he turned around and walked out. And I met him 20 years later, Christmas Eve, nine o'clock at night. That's another story. But when I was 18, one night, taken to a little church. And that night I saw arms outstretched for me. And I saw God now reaching out his hand to me. And I came that night and took, put my hand in God's hand. And I had this sense as I was walking, I remember, out of that meeting. I didn't understand everything that night. But I knew this. I'd walked into that meeting with me and May, the manageress of the little store I worked and she'd brought me to that meeting. I'd walked into that meeting with me and May and I walked out of that meeting with me, May and God. Wow. And I remember walking down the aisle and it was a sense of God had taken my hand and I had this sense, I'm never going to let you go. I'm never going to walk off and leave you. And it's like God saying you had an earthly dad and he took off. But I'm your heavenly dad. And when I take your hand, it's for keeps. I'll never quit on you. Whatever life throws at you. And I think of Haley launching out. Whatever life throws at you. Wherever you go. And maybe unsafe places. And I could tell you some ship stories. But whatever happens in life, and it isn't interesting in John 10 when. Jesus speaks of the sheep and says, I know them by name. And he says, he talks about how great the Father is. And he says, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And interesting. 
special, secure. And maybe you're sitting here today. And in here. You're feeling insignificant. And there are times that happens to me. You emotionally. I know the theology up here. And what I have to do is, I have to speak to myself. Not listen to myself. Because if you listen to yourself, your emotions will say you're insignificant and you're insecure. And David would speak to himself, soul, why are you cast down? You hope in God. And he's speaking to himself, he's exhorting himself. And you just spoke to each other and said the Lord is God and you're special to him. But it's something you also need to speak to yourself. And you need to speak to yourself. The Lord is good and I'm secure in him. And when I meet people, I, I speak about their specialness. In fact, in my little one wish, I have a wristband with four pictures and the first picture is a diamond. And I'll say... You and I are like diamonds. Diamonds are of great value, and you and I are of great value to God. And I start in Genesis 1 with creation, not Genesis 3 and the fall. That's the second picture. That you are of great value to God. And really the rest of it could be and how you can become secure in God. Because God who stretched out his hands on a cross now reaches out his hand and says, would you take my hand? I want to forgive you for going your own way for all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his or her own way. And the Lord has laid on him. We sang that song earlier, the Lamb of God. And the Lord has laid on him the sin of us all. And we've all gone away and we say, God, I'm sorry going my own way and I want to go your way. And I want to take your hand. Just a week or so ago, I was outside a little thrift store in my town. Got talking to a lady, 
asked her one wish. I said, if you could wish one thing from God today for you, what would that be? And she said, how can I know for sure I'd go to heaven? And I said, can I show you with these four pictures? And she took God's hand right there in the parking lot outside the thrift store. And then she said to me, Richard, last night, so I'm struggling, lost my job after 20 years, trying to raise my three kids. And she said, I said, she said God, please send somebody to me. It's probably a short prayer. Please send somebody to me. And because I heard of her knee, it was interesting, I took out my, my wallet and said, let me give you something. She said, no, no, no. She said, I've received what I really needed. And our significance and our security it's not in what's in our wallet but it's in that God the Lord is God and the Lord is good And this Thanksgiving, this is a message to speak to each other. And this is a message to speak to yourself. And this is a message to share with somebody else. So I want to invite you, this Thanksgiving, to share Psalm 100 with somebody. It's a short psalm. Someone who feels insecure, somebody who feels insignificant, or both. And say, let me share with you a Thanksgiving psalm. Could you do that? Would you do that? You could text it to somebody. You could Facebook. You could phone somebody. You could even do it face to face. Imagine that. Imagine that. And say, I heard something on Sunday really helped me. And I thought of you, hey, would you mind me just taking a moment sharing it with you? Stand up if you'll do that. Wow. This could be a great Thanksgiving. Huh? Couldn't it? Couldn't it?
Say this with me. I come gladly today. Because the Lord is God. And I am special to him. And I come gratefully today. Because the Lord is good. And I'm secure in him. And if there's someone here who's never taken, you've never taken his hand. Hands that were stretched out on a cross for you and now reach out and say, take my hand. You've gone your own way. Now come my way. Come my way. I'm the good shepherd. And just say in your heart, I'm so sorry for going my own way. And thank you, you placed all my sin on the Lamb of God. And God, I want to take your hand. I want to go your way, not my way. And I'm special to you. And as I take your hand, I will become secure in you. Lord, that's somebody you put on our hearts who we know comes easily to mind. Maybe it's a loved one, somebody at work that we could text or Facebook, phone, visit. And say, I heard something that helped me. And I thought of you. And thought, I think you're going to like this. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice. Happy Thanksgiving, Pastor.